This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When Cynthia came to TurboTax, she had just launched her new side gig, a true crime podcast. I'm a first-rate detective with a golden voice. As her TurboTax expert, I made her second income count by guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and her maximum refund. <clears throat> what did she do with that refund? Find out next week. Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Merry Christmas indeed and welcome to a special Christmas festive tinged edition of the Beyond FCS podcast. I hope you enjoy it. We've got all our panellists back to give us some answers to some special festive related questions. We have one or two special additions as well to the podcast. We have Michael Taylor promoting tourism in the Marple District. We have Tom Schofield coming over all Wallace and Gromit about the qualities of, well, cheese. Mike Dillap clearly hasn't got the email about not going on a bit when sending in your recordings, but don't worry, we've got an edit button and we're not afraid to use it. And it's his birthday. I'm delighted to say we also have some special messages from manager Tony Mowbray and Captain Charlie Mulgrew. Well, at least that's what it says here on the running order. Anyhow, look out for those later on in the episode. Hope you enjoy. So part one is music related. 
Specifically, what festive run-out music would you like Rovers to use during their Christmas games? Here's a music trivia question for you as well. Which post-Beatles solo song earns Paul McCartney the most in royalties? First up is Tom Schofield. What would I have as Rovers Christmas walkout song? I'm going to go with A Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. And there's your answer. Because I feel that that's the sort of Christmas we're going to be having. You know, it's been a great year and a half supporting the club. It really has been wonderful. So I fully anticipate on having a wonderful Christmas and, and getting some good results in what was going to be, what sure to be some tough fixtures. Here's Lynn's with her choice. If I was to have Rovers run out to any Christmas song, it would be a personal favourite of mine, which is Stay by E17. And I would have them run out to that because recently we've seen some really important contract signings from Benno, Evans, Mulgrew and the gaffer himself. And I think it's really important that we keep this squad together. It's an amazing squad with a great spirit. And although it's been a bumpy ride during this season at times, we couldn't wish for a better team of players to have together. Um, So I think it's really important that we get as many of them to sign on as possible and that hopefully we don't lose Dak in January. And now here's Mike Dillap, live from the Isles of Sainsbury's in Hillsborough. Uh, I've actually gone with a little bit of a side angle on this one. Uh, The song I've picked is by Annie Lennox and Al Green. It's a song called Put a Little Love in Your Heart. And it's a little bit metaphorical. You know, it's Christmas. We're all allowed to be a little bit sentimental, a little bit cheesy. Tom, any thoughts from your perspective? I'm a fan of the the cheese and crackers around Christmas time. Uh, And of course, it's all about how Tony Mowbray and uh, his his merry men have uh, put a little bit of love back in our hearts uh, over the last year or so. To be fair, also made the world seem a little bit of a better place if if football means that much to you, which it's safe to say if you're listening, it it certainly does. Why, I'm on. Tony Mowbray here. I've got to Canada for a few days. Not really. This is Bill Arthur wishing you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year all the way from Canada. And thanks for all those kind remarks that have been made about my previous efforts on the podcast. I've chosen O Come All Ye Faithful. I chose this because it has footy overtones. Encourages folk to go to a place of worship, be happy and triumphant. But for a football ground it has to be upbeat, and not the traditional version. So I suggest the Twisted Sisters version. Well I didn't see that one coming. So I suggest the Twisted Sisters version, which should get people going. Also, the words can be changed quite easily. And a treat for you, or maybe not a treat, I'm going to sing for the very first time on air. I have a funny feeling that this episode is in danger of turning into The X Factor. Here's Scott Sumner referencing last year's episode. Now there's some history with me, Christmas songs, and this podcast after last year's rendition of 12 Days of Christmas, which I gave, which was based around the Rovers squad numbers at the time in the 1990s when I used to use that song. I could give a rendition of the current squad based on that, but it sort of falls apart around number five, which would be Jack Rodwell, who's done all right, to be fair, so far, apart from the penalties he's given away. But it's just not quite five Colin Hendry, is it? So 
as an alternative, I think some sort of medley with songs such as Once in David Reyes City, Conway in a Manger and Dak the Halls. I'll tell you what, Scott, could you just put that on hold for a second because I've got Shane McGowan on the other line? I don't really agree with the fans having to bear piped-in music at Ewood Park, be it Christmas or any other time of year. So instead, I've made up my own song. I hope you like it. You might want to nip out now and put the kettle on. I could have been someone. Well, so could Owen Coyle. You took a team from him and tried to mould it. You kept in Lenahan. You put him with Mulgrew. Can't make it all, Ducky. But you built a team around him. The boys of the Blackburn Enquire were singing Mowbray's name. And the bells were ringing out for Bradley Dark. My wife might let me get away with that. Anyway. Well, now we've heard Michael's effort, I think we should go back and hear Bill's, frankly. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Ewood Park. Come and behold him, born the King of Strikers. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Bradley Dyke. And if you wanted another verse, you would go, Sing choirs of Ewood, Sing in exultation, Sing all ye fans in the Blackburn end. Glory to Bradley, in the highest oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him brightly dyke um hi it is jen hope you all have a very tickety-boo christmas and a most tip-top-tastic new year have fun i got stuck on silliness on this one it started with Stack the halls with bells of Conway and um, got stuck there for a bit. And then we have ginger ninja bells, ginger ninja bells, ginger all the way. And then got stuck on that. I have no sensible answers for this. So sleigh bells to the final countdown. Representing North Wales, here's Ian Futter. The last Christmas by Wang. Uh, because last Christmas Rovers went on a bit of an unbeaten run over the festive period which of course helped them to uh, gain momentum for the promotion push from Div 1 I think a similar point Sally uh, this time round would uh, see them going into the new year I know it's difficult with a lot of fixtures they've got but hopefully they can uh, push them over the Christmas and New Year and then uh, who knows maybe get the top 6 finish we all want Hi everyone, Scott Sumner here of 4000 Holes fame. I'd just like to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and thanks to everyone who has supported the fanzine throughout this brilliant year. 
So that's the end of part one. We'll take a little break and then we'll come back in part two and we'll ask the question, if you worked at Rovers and drew Tony Mowbray in The Secret Santa, what would you buy him? Welcome back everyone to part two of this packed special edition of the BRFCS podcast. We're now going to ask our panellists, what would they buy Tony Mowbray as a Secret Santa gift? It would definitely be a time machine in keeping with Doctor Who at Christmas, um, but more importantly, because I would love to be able to take him back two or three seasons to when Conway was the best winger in the championship with the most assists, and it would remind him how wonderful he is and so that he keeps starting him each week. I was thinking of giving Tony Mowbray a Harrison Reed contract and a Ginger Ninja pin, but Jen may be doing that. So I decided I'd get Tony a time travel ticket so he could bring Brian Douglas from 1963 to play in today's team. My hero from them, playing like he did then, would be a delight and a great asset to this team. Gotta be honest, Linz, I think Bill's trumped you there on the use of the time machine. We all love Craig, but Brian Douglas? Yeah, I think he gets the vote. Tom, what would you buy Tony Mowbray? I'm a fan of the... The cheese and crackers around Christmas time. I think you've already said that, but do you want another go? More in the Secret Santa. I mean, it's a tougher question, Ian. You've uh, stumped me a little bit. So I'm going to go for a bit of a jokey one. Is it Wensleydale and Ritz crackers? I think that the, the gaffer would like to see my CV, you know, um, pass it on to the media department. Potential future job there. I'm not failing that if you want a more serious present. How about a card signed from every single... Rovers fan thanking him for the marvellous job he has done the past couple of years. I think I'd buy Tony Mowbray the biggest thank you card ever because he's always very humble but I hope he realises what an absolutely brilliant and massive job he's done over the last 18 months in terms of everything from moving the club from where we were up into the top half of the championship improving relationships with the owners, communications with fans, creating a good camaraderie in the squad. It's all down to him, and we can't thank him enough, really. If I was to buy anything for Tony Mowbray, well, he's a difficult guy to buy for, but I just want to send him all my best wishes and whatever, ever he wants, because I don't think, we, as a football club, we can thank him enough. Uh, to Tony Mowbray would be a signed Ben Brereton shirt just to remind him that uh, he's still around and eager to start scoring goals for Rovers First thought was biscuits he likes a nice biscuit he likes dunking a nice biscuit in his brew that makes for a damn fine gift for social media Second thoughts a gift wrapped Harrison Reed contract until 2023, signed, sealed and delivered. We all love a bit of Secret Santa. Uh, we all love getting that gift that uh, the work office colleague would give you that uh, perhaps is telling you something that you didn't realise you needed telling. There's no budget set here. I've not been set one. I know it's normally about £10, £15, pounds, but 
I'm going to go full Manchester City on you all and say, for Tony Mowbray this year in your secret Santa, I'm very happy to give you an unspecified amount of money. When I say unspecified, I mean literally to the figure whatever it is going to take for you to purchase Harrison Reed from Southampton on a permanent basis. He's been a truly, truly excellent loan signing, one we should be looking at making permanent. And I'll literally hand you the checkbook, Tony. I can't guarantee the check won't bounce, but we'll give it a go. See how we go. I'm happy to help wherever you need me. Hi, I'm Tom Schofield from the 1875 podcast, uh, presented by Robbish Chat, and also on loan to BRFCS podcast every now and again. I'd just like to uh, wish every single listener to both the 1875 podcast and the BRFCS podcast a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Ho, ho, ho. This is Ian Futter from Landed No, wishing you a very happy Christmas. Let's hope we all get the present we want this Christmas with plenty of goals and points and maybe a lovely Blackburn Rovers. Look forward to catching up with you all at Ewood in the new year. Have a good one. And now a message from the BRFCS statistician. Now I'd like to start by uh, addressing last year's Christmas podcast special. Uh, where I seemingly became the butt of quite a few jokes for successfully recalling uh, in quite good detail uh, quite a few events from Rover's recent history. Uh, The problem that appeared uh, throughout the podcast was apparently I couldn't successfully nail down the dates that these events had happened. Uh, So I assure you that won't be happening this year. You needn't worry. I'm absolutely on my game here. So please sit back as I regale you with wonderful tales of how Alan Shearer and Ludek Mikloszko successfully helped us gloriously reign triumphant as we won the full Members' Cup back in 2002 on that wonderful night in Doncaster. An event I'm sure we recall very well. Wonderful scenes. Sit back, just, just enjoy the moment as we all did back then. And now a message from our sponsors, Leavers Pies of Bolton Road. What do you mean they don't pay? Michael's just done this, free of charge. We're not billing them. Bloody hell. Do you remember the Shearer pie? Chicken and beans in a beautiful crust served at Leavers on Bolton Road. Even my wife might let me get away with that. I'm a fan of the, the cheese and crackers around Christmas time. Tom Schofield there, sponsored by Dairy Lee and Cracker Barrel. So that's the end of part two. In part three, we'll come back and we'll consider Boxing Day fixtures. And in particular, what leftovers from Christmas Day do you always like to take to a Boxing Day match? But first of all, here's a word from the Marple and District Tourist Authority. Marple is where Manchester meets the peaks. It's not as posh as it thinks it is, and it's really part of Stockport. I'm a fan of the, the cheese and crackers around Christmas time. Not now, Tom.
A very Merry Christmas to you from Marple. This is me, Michael Taylor, blogger, blagger, extraordinaire, the Marple Leaf, frequently heard on the BRFCS podcast, munching through a bowl of cold stew. Now, Boxing Day, of course, big, big uh, family football day. In terms of Boxing Day, of course, the subject I'm asked to talk about here is about uh, your leftovers, your festive treats that you take with you to eat uh, on the Boxing Day run to the football. No, I don't have anything specific. And when the morning comes, it feels like my head explodes. And the world is spinning way too fast. I love a boxing day. I'm non-discriminatory when it comes to food. I will just literally have all of the leftovers left in the fridge and in the chocolate tin. I appreciate that's depriving my children of, of festive sweets, but that's for their own goods, and apparently less so for me. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I will chuck the savoury stuff in one tin, the sweet stuff in the other tin, and take it all with me, and then just hope and pray to God that the gym is kind to me in the new year as I put on a stone and a half over a course of about three days. As I would have a nice turkey and stuffing bab, which I love, followed by a big piece of chocolate, which I also love. <laughs> but just hope they don't score, just not stuffing it into my mouth. I think for any festive fixture, you've got to take yourself a little treat, so a bit of leftover cake or some sweets, which you can share around in your little area of the stand. But most importantly, a hot drink, One of my earliest Christmas memories at the Rovers was when we beat West Ham 4-2. It was actually in the championship winning season. And actually, after the match, it had been so cold, my feet were blocks of ice. And I announced these words to my parents, which were, I never want to go to a football match ever again. Of course, I've been since and enjoyed it, but... I think at Christmas, take a hot drink, keep yourself warm, and in an emergency, you can chuck all that drink on your feet to warm them up. It has to be a hip flask full of whiskey. That's because it would remind me of Boxing Day matches when I was a kid. And the coffee would be th- poured from the thermos flask at half time, and then a nip of scotch added, even for the kids. And if I smoked a cigar, as I can still recall the smell of Christmas cigars drifting across the Blackburn end, on Boxing Day. I'm a fan of the, the cheese and crackers around Christmas time, so I probably like to take that and, and tuck into a few of them at a football match. Failing that, I'm a simple yet boring man, and I, I enjoy my, myself with a nice pint of lager. But then again, they're available at every single football match, wherever you go. So, there we have it. The obvious one is pigs in blankets, cause they're ace and we should eat them all year round at any given opportunity. Second one would be after eight. So during half time, we can pay the after eight from the forehead down to your golf game. So if I was to take any leftover food or drink to our Boxing Day fixture, given that we're playing Leeds this year, it wouldn't matter what I take because Leeds would bring more. And with that gag, frankly, Linz wins the episode. Oh,
I just wanted to take the opportunity to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and to thank you all for listening to my ramblings over the last 12 months. I adore being part of the podcast and thank you to everybody that stops me at games or on the way to games or randomly in my seat to have a chat. I love it. Um, Keep talking to me, keep telling me your feedback, keep telling me what you want to hear, keep telling me I'm a little bit bonkers because I will be. Um, I'm looking forward to a really positive 12 months following Rovers all over the country again and looking forward to sharing my thoughts with you guys on that. Hello everybody, Uh, this is the ghost of Bruno Ribeiro, Adinio Jr and Paolo George wishing everybody and all of our listeners a very very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's hope that 2019 is every bit as kind as 2018 has been to us as well. Hi, it's Tony Mowbray here, wishing everybody a very happy Christmas. I am delighted to have signed a new three and a half year contract with the club. Also, a big shout out to the Rovers <coughs> podcast crew, who do a fantastic job. And Tully and Footer, I will play Ben Brereton a bit more. Thank you. Happy Christmas to one and all. This is Charlie Mulgrew. I'd like to thank you all for your support this season. But I have a question for you. Why is the Nate Appreciation Society for me like there is for young Ginger Ninja? Anyway, I'd like to wish you all a happy Christmas and a good new year. to say some thank yous to our panellists, not just for this episode, but for their efforts throughout all the other episodes that we've produced this season. So, big thank you to Michael Taylor, to Mike DeLapp, to Lindsay Lewis, to Jen Bellamy, to Bill Arthur, out in Canada. He's been absolutely terrific. New member Ian Futter joined us during the season as well. And we've also had the likes of Tom Schofield on loan from the 1875 podcast, and Scott Sumner on loan from 4,000 Holes. If you've liked this episode, then tell your friends and family. If you haven't liked this episode, then tell some Burnley fans. 
that's equally good for me, I guess. All our previous episodes are available on the brfcs.com website, and of course if you subscribe to iTunes or your own preferred provider, then you'll get the latest episodes dropping straight onto your uh, MP3 players of choice. So, finally then, very, very Merry Christmas to you all from brfcs.com. Thank you very much for listening, it really is appreciated. We've got another special coming up, to be recorded before the Sheffield United game and then we'll be back in 2019 so until then have a very very merry Christmas ho, 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 I still just can't do nothing right Rudolph is sad cause I'm treating you bad Santa's pissed I ain't making a list yet Christmas is just days away But I could still turn things around, right? Bring those presents to me Bring those presents to me As a little festive aside, before I, I bid you all farewell, I've got a very special message for one of our young players. Uh, the young player in mind that I had to send a festive message to was Ryan Nyambe. Uh, he's had uh, a little tough run recently, actually in the side at right back. But it is very well worth remembering that Ryan is only 21. He's still a very young player, very athletic, very gifted, and potentially a very good right back for Blackburn Rovers as well. Uh, I always like to see the young players come through the sides, do well, nail down a spot. It's quite heartwarming seeing things like that. So, Ryan, if by any chance you are listening, do keep plugging away, buddy. It's, uh, you're doing really, really well. Everybody wants you to succeed. And, uh, yeah, fingers crossed everything goes well for you. We will be right behind you as well. A special Christmas message to my favourite Rovers player, Blue Eyes himself. I just want to say thank you for agreeing to one more season and I like to believe that was because I harassed you continuously on Twitter. Thank you for your part in the promotion push, for being an amazing squad player, sometimes taking one for the team at Derby but then coming back amazingly the next week at Bournemouth and having arguably your performance of the season and thank you for always being so kind to me, not minding that I've given you a random nickname, that I stalk you and just keep making amazing Instagram videos of you in women's earrings. Merry Christmas. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread. A brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives. When its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.